Welcome to the ASSP Safety Standards and Tech Pubs podcast, your source for expert insights on industry consensus standards and ASSP technical publications. I'm your host, Scott Fowler. Metrics play a huge role in improving occupational safety and health performance, but to truly gauge the effectiveness of their safety and health programs, safety professionals need to know which metrics are the best overall indicators of success. The ANSI ASSP Z16 standard examines the leading and lagging indicators to provide safety professionals with guidance on how to use these metrics to help improve their overall safety performance. Here to discuss the Z16 standard is Gary Lopez. Gary is a certified safety professional and ASSP Society Fellow and Area VP at Arthur J. Gallagher and Company and Chair of the ANSI ASSP Z16 Committee on Leading and Lagging Indicators. Gary, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Well, Scott, it's a pleasure to be here. You're, we're going to be talking about a subject that's near and dear to my heart. <laughs> All right, great. Well, let's get started. Now, I know uh, the Z16 standard has, has a long history in occupational safety and health, but for those who are unfamiliar with it, I thought we'd kind of start with an overview of the standard, talk about leading and lagging indicators, and kind of give some examples of each of those just kind of lay the groundwork for for what the standard is and and, and its purpose. Uh, okay, Scott, without taking people too far back in history, <laughs> Z16 is not a new standard. In fact, the, its uh, original birth was clear back in the 1930s. Uh, but as uh, time marched on and uh, OSHA was born, it kind of fell out of uh, favor. Okay. So we're bringing it back with a, an entirely new, new look at how you would measure metrics and measurements within the safety profession. Because as our profession has professionalized, we have found we need more uh, complex uh, measurements than we have used in the past, where we've deve- uh, devoted most of our metrics just to either a lost time accident rate or an incident rate, a pretty uh, one-dimensional look at success in our field. So okay. Z16 is going to try to expand our boundaries of thinking. Okay, great. Now, getting further uh, down into it, when we talk about leading and lagging indicators, I thought we could talk a little bit about the, the role that each of those play in occupational safety and health and s- some examples of, of those that safety professionals might be using as they measure their performance. Uh, certainly. Uh, leading indicators, of course, have always been kind of the, um, uh, the holy grail of where we want to try to end up with as many of our measurements as we can because Leading indicators, as they imply, are those things that we can manage and actually uh, feel in touch, so to speak, and put in the control of many of our um, uh, managers out in the field so that they can do things that represent uh, the uh, safety interventions and other um, uh, issues we might ask them to address in uh, day-to-day in the workplace. Mm-hmm. So, for example, I, uh, if I have a, a supervisor who's assigned 10 safety-leading indicators, whatever they may be, be anything from training to inspection and testing to whatever, uh, they can accomplish these things, and it more or less looks at did you or did you not do these things that should lead to a safer workplace. Mm-hmm. A lagging indicator, as it indicates, is a measurement. And uh, for years and years, the most, uh, uh, as I, uh, I mentioned before, the most uh, famous, or in some people's eyes, infamous uh, <laughs> lagging indicator has been the incident rate or the lost time accident rate. And so the lagging indicator uh, measures more or less the result of what you did with the uh, leading indicators. I, I would just say that we don't want to uh, have people thinking of a lagging indicator as a dirty word. I mean, if you think of a profit and loss statement in a major corporation, that's a lagging indicator. 
but a very important one, uh, and one still used today. So we won't see them go away. We'll just see them used, I think, more in combination with your leading indicator. With that in mind, I know there are a lot of safety professionals out there working in a variety of different industries. How can they know what are the best metrics for their particular organization, and how can Z16 give them some guidance along those lines? Well, Z16 will provide guidance, but what Z16 can't do, and I don't think anyone can do, is uh, say, gee, do these 10 things and you're done. Mm -hmm. You can go home. Uh, It is going to depend on the organization. Uh, As I shared with you in the opening, Z16 is going to try to expand your view of what constitutes uh, loss and what constitutes metrics within an organization. So, for example, if I have an organization that has a large fleet, I want to start looking at how am I measuring the loss in fleet. And it may not just be uh, how many accidents that I have per X amount of miles. It may also expand our view into were there third-party losses that were incurred in that area also. Uh, the employee injuries uh, can be uh, substantial, but third-party can be even more so. Uh, in a, a design area, it could be that uh, you will use some of these uh, metrics to actually uh, justify capital expenditures and that sort of thing. So the answer to the question is, it depends. Uh, you will have to take a look at your organization. You will uh, and should approach your management in terms of what they consider to be important uh, uh, touch points of what you want to measure. Uh, the key is we're going to try to expand your thinking so that you measure more than just one item, who got hurt. And I hate to make that sound uh, cavalier because we're certainly in the business of making sure people uh, go home safe. But uh, we want to expand the view of what constitutes risk and loss within an organization. So it is really about taking a broader view, as as you and I have discussed, to not look at just the incident itself, but everything that follows from that, and both the, you know, the safety and financial impacts that a particular incident had across the entire business. Uh, absolutely, and we can point to several uh, very severe disasters that have happened in the past where that was exactly the case. It, it wasn't... Um, the, the measurement we were using, if we use that to drive our risk assessment, would have missed the bigger picture on what caused some of these incidents to occur. For those safety professionals looking to utilize Z16 at their facility and kind of shift towards more, more leading indicators as a way to improve their performance, what advice would you give them to, to make that business case to their executives? Well, the, the first piece of advice I would give to them, and uh, it, it will be a major component of what we're pushing through the Z16 standard, is get used to using the dollar sign. Uh, no matter how many ways you, uh, you approach this, it is still the international language business. And when I try to explain something to an executive and I use dollar signs to explain the loss or potential loss, uh, it will make a great deal more sense to them. Uh, than if we start throwing abstract numbers at them as right. we've used in the past and try to have that make some sense to them. So uh, getting comfortable with these numbers is one of the first things we'll have to do. And that's going to take some training internally with each of us within the profession where we learn how to expand our, uh, our, our look at what constitutes uh, loss within an organization. So uh, as an example, if um, I hit a sprinkler head and I knock that sprinkler head loose and it douses a bunch of product, I can't just take a look as I have in the past. Did I hurt the guy who was driving the forklift who hit the sprinkler head? Now I got to go out and take a look at, well, what did it cost to dispose of the product? How long did I shut that warehouse down? And then that even leads to more leading questions into the design area like, 
why was it we we use those sprinkler heads in the first place? So uh, it's never ending the way you unravel sure. the mystery, so or less. So the metric will drive our thinking in in other areas and uh, expand our roles and our look at what constitutes managing risk in the workplace. That's a really good point. Just about looking at it, as you mentioned, you know. Why is this there in the first place? I think you can, this seems like it could help you determine, and not just looking at what happened, but, but why it happened and getting into maybe even prevention through design, kind of things like that, that there's a lot of directions you could go with Z16 to, you know, work on preventing the incident in the first place, as well as, you know, the impacts it has if something does occur. Yeah, absolutely. We, we, the old saying, you, uh, you manage what you measure, uh, could never be more true when it comes to our profession. And uh, once, once we start expanding our measurements and uh, what we look at, uh, you're, you're correct. It will, it'll spill over into areas such as design, where we will push and we'll, we'll ask that question. Uh, and as I said, and, uh, when it gets to the boardroom level, we'll also be able to explore other areas. For example, if you have a loss this is a fairly large loss at one of your organizations. It's, uh, it may be one that directly impacts that specific location. Much of that in, it depends on insurance deductibles and sure. things we normally would have completely ignored and said, that's not my business, not my line of work. I'm just here to make sure people don't get hurt. So uh, it, it goes back to this role expansion. That's one of the uh, indirect uh, effects we expect to see as a result of Z16. All of our profession will see an expanded role hopefully in the future. Speaking of the future, I'm going to kind of ask you to look into your crystal ball here. As we move into the future, are there any new leading indicators that are coming on the horizon that maybe we're looking at in the near future? In other words, how do you see occupational safety and health metrics changing maybe the next 5, 10, 15 years? Well, you know, the the future is always, nobody has a crystal ball, so it's always a guess at best. But uh, clearly, where I see uh, leading indicators going in the future is uh, currently the use of most leading indicators are more at what I call the tactical level. Uh, so as you get closer to the operation, it makes more sense to take a look at how the safety and health business plan is laid out and what leading indicators could we put in there to impact that plan. So, you know, as an example, going back to inspection and testing, let's say that I've got um, a a maintenance schedule that says I've got to test uh, equipment such and such uh, uh, periods to make sure it doesn't fail. It's always easier to use a leading indicator at that level. I think what you're going to see in the future is the leading indicators will be more strategic in nature. Uh, Everybody knows what KPIs are, key performance indicators, but we call them KPIs. Everybody loves our acronyms. As we we move into the future, I think you're going to see more leading indicators in the safety and health area that will impact KPIs or maybe even cause us to move uh, to add KPIs within the organization uh, based on the leading indicators. So in other words, your, your tail could wag the dog here in the future because there's an, an increasing movement across the, uh, not just the United States, but the world, to try to get, uh, big organizations want to try to get their arms around what constitutes uh, a good, safe workplace. What measurements right. mm-hmm. do I use to demonstrate I've got a safe workplace and I'm being a responsible corporate citizen uh, out, in, out globally, uh, and uh, don't forget, there are international companies that operate in several different countries, right. as I had to do uh, formerly in my career. And uh, we need a way to demonstrate 
we're doing the right things uh, from a corporate standpoint. So I think you will see some leading indicators will start creeping into uh, KPIs or create KPIs, uh, and that you will see that they will be used on a more strategic level than they have been in the past. Something you just mentioned kind of at at the center of our our conversation, I remember having a conversation with a gentleman once where, you know, a corporation out there may be saying, well, you know, we haven't had any incidents in months or years or anything like that. We've got a good program in place, but the question comes up, are you good or are you just lucky? That I think that that's that's somewhere where a standard like Z16 could really, really show its value to look at, okay, are we really performing how we want to be or have we just been fortunate that nobody's been, been injured over a certain period of time? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, we have new management system standards such as Z10 and ISO 45001 right. that are uh, being used more and more in the workplace. And as you take a look at the risks uh, that are assessed, it's a, uh, it, it needs to spread into a broader range of what we are looking at. Uh, as we speak, they've just had uh, a couple of disastrous tank farm fires down in the Houston area. Let's say that not a single person even got a, uh, a cut through those fires. Uh, does that mean as a profession we, uh, we just wipe our hands of it and say, gee, right. wasn't my job, right. nobody got hurt? Uh, Of course not. I mean, we need to be able to provide metrics that track what that cost was for those disastrous fires and uh, even use that once again uh, potentially out in the future so that if you are doing um, uh, leading indicators like grounding and bonding of a tank farm, you can demonstrate to them from a financial standpoint, hey, here's what can happen if we don't ground and bond properly and a fire would start in a tank farm. Here's your potential cost you could incur, uh, business interruption, um, just the material loss, you, you name it. You start adding up the dollar signs and pretty soon it becomes very real and your return on investment isn't something we talk about in theory anymore. It's a real number. Absolutely. Think that that's a that's a good note as we uh, as we close out here. Is there anything else you'd like uh, like our listeners to know about Z16 or leading and lagging indicators? Yeah, I just want to throw a few terms out on the table that uh, are not uh, maybe new terms as much as ones they'll become more familiar with. Uh, one of the things we are going to drive hard in the Z16 approach. Uh, with metrics and measurements is going to be the balance scorecard. Now, the balance scorecard, of course, is being used in other areas of, uh, of organizations. Uh, so it's not like we invented it, but uh, what we are going to try to do is make it a vital component of any time you are measuring uh, the success of uh, what you're doing in your safety and areas of uh, managing risk in your organization. And th- th- when we say balancing scorecard, where we are looking at combining some of those leading indicators with lagging indicators. Okay. And uh, uh, one of the things we are working hard on is the, making the message clear that even when you have a leading indicator, uh, you want to have a lagging indicator that measures the success of that leading indicator to demonstrate you picked the right one. Uh, because we're all pretty confident we're picking the right Right. ones, but there there has to be a positive outcome sure, to that. Sure. So that's where I say a lagging indicator shouldn't be a dirty word. It shouldn't be something where we say, um, oh gosh, those really don't tell the tale. Yeah, they can. They can tell the tale as long as you expand it and you look at different ways of uh, measuring a lagging indicator. Uh, I think the other thing we're going to push very hard within Z16, uh, and this will be kind of an indirect push, but uh, one which we will strongly recommend, And that's engaging management in an organization Mm -hmm. more and selecting the metrics. Um, 
I try to always put myself in the place of a CEO. These guys are at the very top. They've got to make a lot of decisions, strategic level decisions. I don't see them staying up all night scratching their heads saying, gee, I wonder how I should measure my safety and risk within my organization. Uh, they're pretty much doing it the way we've done it in the past. And where did we get that? Probably from the person who was before us, and we right. just handed it along, then we sold it to them. I think as a profession, we were going to have to learn to sit down with these people and say, here are some of your alternatives. Here are some of your other metrics we can measure out there to demonstrate success or failure. Engage them in the process. Have them actually select uh, what some of those measurements uh, should be that demonstrate mm -hmm. success or failure in the organization. And uh, as I said, uh, the outcome of this at the end of the day uh, for us as a profession is I believe we're all going to wake up sometime down the road and realize our job just got bigger. We fit more into the organization. We're not viewed as some crazy wild-eyed specialists off on our own little <laughs> crusade out in the corner. We're actually part of the organization bringing something to the table, and that's uh, saving and reducing risk in an organization. And that means saving lives, saving money uh, all across the board, uh, just being a good contributing member of the business team. I think that's a very good note to end on. All right. Uh, thank you very much again, uh, Gary, for coming on. I hope uh, safety professionals will take our conversation today and use it to improve the safety and health metrics of their organization. So thanks again. It was my pleasure. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the ASSB Safety Standards and Tech Pubs podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can also connect with us at ASSP.org and follow us on Twitter at ASSP Safety. We'll see you next time. Mm -hmm.